This is the On The Banks Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation. Now, here's your host, Lance Glenn. Hello, everyone. I am, of course, your host, Lance Glenn, and this is episode 37 of the On The Banks Podcast. If you don't already, you can follow me on Twitter at Lance underscore G11. And, of course, you can follow On The Banks on Twitter as well at OTB underscore SB Nation. If you want to listen to any of our previous episodes, such as episode 35 with Anthony Ashnault and Nick Suriano, episode 31 with Jerry Carino, episode 20 with Todd Frazier, or any other, you can find them on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Just search On The Banks Podcast. You can find them on SoundCloud. Just search OTB underscore SB Nation. And of course, you can find all of our episodes at onthebanks.com. The spring season is in full swing. And the 2018-2019 year is almost over for Rutgers Athletics. Big things have happened this year, and the years to come are looking much, much brighter going forward. For all the coverage as various programs prepare for their next season, make sure to go to onthebanks.com. I am very excited to have this next guest on the podcast. We spoke to him prior to the Rutgers wrestling season, and after a top 10 NCAA tournament finish and two national champions, he joins me once again. I am very excited to be joined by the head coach of Rutgers Wrestling, Scott Goodell. It's so interesting, and you'll hear it in the interview. Coach Goodell really hasn't taken a break. As soon as they returned from Pittsburgh, his thoughts were on the freestyle season and next year's team. He emphasizes the accomplishments this season and how the success cannot be a one-season thing. The program, now having achieved two national champions and a top 10 finish, has the goal of doing that on a consistent basis. This season was great, but it's important to continue the momentum into next year. Rutgers Wrestling made all Rutgers alumni very proud to be Scarlet Knights. Coach Goodell, when we spoke before the season, said the goal was a national champion and a top 10 finish. Well, that goal was certainly achieved and more. I see no reason why the goal of being a consistent top 10 finisher and a consistent national champion is out of reach. Time to talk to the coaches. Here's your host, Lance Glenn. It was about a month ago when Anthony Ashnault and Nick Suriano became national champions and Rutgers Wrestling had their first top 10 finish in the NCAA tournament in program history. To discuss the past season and look ahead at the offseason, I am now pleased to be joined by the head coach of the Rutgers Wrestling Program, Scott Cadell. Coach, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Glad to have you back on, and I know you've heard it plenty, but of course, congratulations on all the accomplishments this past year. Thanks, man. Uh, I appreciate you having me on, for sure. Any chance I get to talk Rutgers Wrestling, I'm pretty fired up about it, so uh, I appreciate having you on. And yeah, it was a great year. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot to cover here, especially the the last couple months of the season, or the last month of the season, really. So I uh, look forward to talking with you. So, Coach, let's begin by kind of talking about the accomplishments this program obviously achieved this past season. You know, first top 10 finish, two national champions. You yourself were NCAA Tournament Coach of the Year. All these accolades, all this recognition for the program, both nationally and, of course, here at Rutgers. It's been about a month now since all of that has happened. Over the time that has passed, have you kind of been able to, you know, metaphorically kind of take a step back, look at the program that you've built, and just say, like, wow, look at what Rutgers Wrestling has accomplished? No, to be honest with you, I haven't had that time, nor do I. I kind of like it where I'm at right now. I don't know if I, I want that time, you know. I, it, it's crazy, and I said this to someone the other day. 
you know, when you when you win at this level and you win at a high level and you have national champs and top ten finishes, all you think about is we want more. We want more. So uh, first and foremost, it was a whirlwind when we got back. We were greeted by uh, some some awesome fans, alumni, donors, and other coaches from other programs at the university. In the first week or two, it was just like you know, getting pulled in a ton of different directions, all for all for good reasons. You know, it was, uh, you know, the guys went to a Devils game, running by the Devils. We've been up to the Newark uh, in front of the board of governors. There's just been a lot of a lot of just people reaching out, wanting a piece of those two for sure. Anthony and Nick, of course, and and uh, you know, we've our staff has has been all over, just visiting places and doing different things. So it was kind of a whirlwind, and we never really had a chance before you knew it. Coach Pritzloff went away for a week, and then Coach Leonardis is now away. And we've never really had this opportunity to sit as a staff. Billy Ashfall got married, so we went right into that. Uh, there's never, there's never <laughs> any time you know, to sit as a staff, really enjoy everything, nor do we want it. We just want to put the foot on the pedal and just go get more. Recruiting obviously took off. More and more people have visited campus than ever before right after the national tournament. Uh, we have a huge junior day coming up. We've been working. Uh, we have a couple recruits coming in tomorrow, really, really big recruits that we've been working on. So we haven't had much time to, uh, to sit back and go and kind of rambling, and that, that doesn't even, you know, that doesn't even take account for the guys training and getting ready for the U.S. Open that will, that will take place Friday and Saturday out in uh, Las Vegas. And what's kind of been your view of the, you know, perception? Like, obviously, two national champions. Um, everyone knew Rutgers Wrestling was on the rise, but now Rutgers Wrestling is, has kind of arrived. You know, what's kind of been the perception that you've seen from, you know, obviously people at Rutgers and, you know, obviously the, the national attention you've been getting? Yeah, it's, it's been a lot, but it's all for, obviously, like I said earlier, all for, all for good. It's better than the alternative, right? There's so many times we've come back from that national tournament and been humbled and thought we had All-Americans and, and some guys could really make a run at the tournament and for whatever reason it just wasn't meant to be and we didn't get it done and so here we are now you get two champs you know it's it's uh we've been perceived really really well like i said a lot of people have reached out but i think for the most part this university this athletic department was dying for something like this just really needed most definitely most definitely yeah yeah and we're, and we're just happy to give it to them we knew we knew there was an opportunity that it could happen just Obviously, Anthony and Nick being so good, but we also thought about guys like Johnny Van Burrow and Joe Grello and Nick Dina making a run at this thing, too. So, that tournament, there's so many ups, so many downs. It's like a roller coaster. I, I thought about those guys. They, you know, Lapari and Van Brill, Grello all scored points for us at the national tournament, which was huge for us getting into the top 10. So, you know, all those guys had a part, you know, a part with it. And uh, our team fired up, you know, was fired up about it. and who wants to be next is kind of the mindset a lot of those guys have. Who's next? And, but but the university, the athletic department has been awesome. Like I said, a lot of people have reached out. Um, and it's been fun. It's been really fun. And, you know, you mentioned the program as a whole, you know, having a hand in that top 10 finish. It was obviously one of the barriers that the program broke at NCAAs this past season. You know, you mentioned all the talk and all the eyes. They'll be on Anthony. They'll be on Nick. But a top 10 finish was a program goal, and the program as a whole achieved it. What were your thoughts on the improvement overall this season, not only by guys like Nick and Anthony, but really by wrestlers like Joe Grello, uh, John Van Brill, Kristen Colucci, Nick Ravina? You know, how did all of them kind of help you get over that hump and finish in the top ten? You know, I just I think we've just really stayed the course and trusted the process. And I know that's an old cliche and it sounds boring and every coach says that. Trust the process, trust the process. But that's really what we did. I mean, I don't think it was our best team we've ever had. 
I just think these guys just believed in what we were doing. Uh, and, and it kind of like snowballed the rest of the program. It really did. And, and all of a sudden, we had guys just beating guys maybe they shouldn't have beaten. And guys having really good Big Ten tournaments. And towards the end of the year, guys like Pete LaQuarrie were coming on. And our younger guys started getting better. And, and, and all that, all that's good. That, that's kind of what you want. And, yeah, it was a big barrier for us to be a top ten team in the, in the country at the national tournament. That's huge. That's something we've been looking to do for a long time. And like I said earlier, now you just want more. Now it's that next step and uh, winning a trophy at the national tournament, which is awarded to the, to the top four teams. It's something we think we could do. Uh, and that's kind of where we're at. And that's kind of, like I said, our mindset over the whole program across the board is who's going to be next, including our, our guys that we recruited and are coming in next year. A lot of them have been on campus and training with us in our RTC. And they're just eager to get going. It hasn't really, really stopped. And, uh, you know, obviously winning breeds winning, and people are fired up when it happens. And our program's fired up right now to continue to, keep, continue to get better. You know, obviously, you know, no coach does what they do for personal accolades. But you, you know, ended up coming away with a reward yourself. Uh, you were the uh, national t- division one tournament coach of the year, excuse me. And like I said, you know, obviously everyone, uh, you know, all coaches do it for the, the wrestlers that they have for the program as a whole. But that must have been exciting for you to win that award and be recognized by the NCAA for all your accomplishments. You know what it is? I just think it was uh, really we just had a great tournament, and the coaches, you know, my peers, our peers, kind of recognize that kind of it was you know Rutgers showing up at that tournament and just really standing out I mean Penn State had three national champs we had two nobody else nobody else did that so uh, I just think it was obviously it's a staff award we put a lot of time into this and we just had a great tournament and I think when you have a great tournament any whoever has that type of tournament that coach is going to be rewarded I wasn't I wasn't expecting it I was actually leaving the facility my son was on the uh, on the floor with my credentials so I was getting ready to leave um, and then Nick Suriano called me and was like, Coach, you got to get back on the floor. So I kind of thought something may be up. But, I, you know, that's, it's a staff award. Donnie Pritzloff, John Leonardo, Joe Pollard, Brian Murphy, all part of, you know, getting these guys in the right frame of, right frame of mind and the, the right mindset to go out and do what they did. And, and uh, those guys deserve, obviously, a ton of credit for what went on with our whole season. So this past senior class, you know, obviously a very successful one. Anthony Ashnault, Nick Ravina, John Van Brill, Ralph Normandia, they all left a lasting legacy and really have been integral to this team's success over the last, you know, few years. Individually, how special were these four guys to the program, you know, its success, and of course helping it rise to what Rutgers Wrestling has become today? Yeah, I think about it, you know, I think about, like, when we started in the Big Ten, this was really the group, you know, uh, I think Anthony's first year, Gravina's first year, they were EIWA guys. So they weren't even recruited knowing that we'd be in the Big Ten. And, and they kind of took that on their shoulders. That not only were we going to compete, but we were going to thrive and we are going to be really, really successful. And, and that's what they did, man. Those guys, you know, obviously Ralphie was banged up and Ralphie was hurt, but he never stopped showing up even to, the, to this day. He's showing up and training even though he doesn't have to. And, and, and that's important. I mean, he's with us from – you know, from the first day to the last, getting injured the whole time, that's a hard thing to do for a fifth-year senior. And then, of course, Van Braille, Gravina, and Ashton, what they've meant is, has been incredible. They've won so many big matches from an individual standpoint. They've been a part of so many great dual meet wins. They're the reason the rack is packed all the time. I mean, obviously, there's, there's so many other guys, but, you know, those three, 
brought us into the Big Ten. They leave us. They leave this program in an incredible position, not only from an athletic standpoint, a wrestling standpoint, but what they've done academically. They're all grad students. They're going to get great degrees, uh, and that's really, really important to us. They do an unbelievable job in the community. They become the face of this athletic department, and I couldn't be more proud of those guys for doing that for us. So, Coach, I don't want to look fully at next season. You know, there's so much more of the off season left. And we'll do that, you know, <laughs> months down the road. But look, guys graduate, new wrestlers arrive. You know, unfortunately, as each year passes by, the team has to change. But regardless, you know, you and your staff, you evaluate the talent that you have on the roster. After a season ends like it did, when does that new season evaluation kind of start for you? And what do you look for over the summer and in the offseason from your guys that are preparing for next year? Man, I don't, I don't really know if, it, if there's, I mean, there's a little bit of a transition and that may be the bus ride back from Pittsburgh, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. I mean, we're sitting on the bus ride back from Pittsburgh. We're even sitting at the national tournament thinking about, okay, we get this guy in. What, what can he do next year? Where, do, where does he need to go? All that stuff matters, and it's about a plan. Uh, it involves our strength and conditioning coach, Mike DeMarco. It involves our trainer, John Taggart. But that thing doesn't – the pieces to the puzzle are always being – you know, there's, there's a lot of moving parts, and you're never trying to – you're never done trying to solve that puzzle. And, and our training, you know, we took a week off. You have to NCAA rules. But for the most part, guys have been training really for the season. Like I said, we're getting ready for a big freestyle season. Uh, obviously, inter- internationally, Asheville just got done with the Pan Ams. Won a Pan Am championship yesterday. So uh, it, it, uh, he'll go to the world team trial. Him and Nick will both wrestle and beat the streets. And then, like I said, our guys are going out to Las Vegas. So we're all training. We're all training, and it is always about the next season. But for us, the freestyle program has really been such a huge part of our program that, believe it or not, May, June, July are huge parts of Rutgers wrestling. We have to have a great off—I wouldn't even call it an off-season, but a great freestyle season because that really—that's what really prepares you for September and gets you ready for preseason and into the season. And you know, you pick off a guy here and there, it becomes a confidence issue, and, and an off-season happens because of it. So. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for guys to continue to train, continue to train at a high, high level, not just come in and go through the motions. This is a huge part of our season. And that started, we started looking at, like I said, the pieces to the puzzle around the, the bus ride back from Pittsburgh, you know, that, that Sunday morning. So, you know, I sat down uh, four or five days after they won with Nick and Anthony, and I asked them both about their confidence levels going into that finals match. Of course, you know, Anthony obviously against Micah Jordan, uh, Nick against Dayton Fix, and they both said to me they were extremely confident going in. Obviously, Nick went first. Uh, he ended up beating Dayton Fix. Anthony then ended up beating Micah Jordan. What was your confidence level going in, though? You know, how confident were you that, you know, you had the two best wrestlers at their respective weight classes going and, and competing for national titles? Yeah, you know, I just, here's what I knew. I knew that these guys did an incredible job preparing for that tournament and the Big Ten tournament. They really did. I knew they were so ready to go. It wasn't going to be about nerves. It wasn't going to be about anything to, to do with that. They were going to wrestle. They were going to be the best versions of themselves. I knew that. And if that was, wasn't good enough, I was okay with it. But I was hoping it was good enough, and it sure was. I mean, they prepared, and they're both – if you know Anthony and Nick, you know they're two totally different cats. They're they're different. They're just flat out different. You know, Anthony's loosey goosey, having a good time, laughing, cheering, cheering the heck out of Nick for Nick Soriano. It was great. And at times you got to tell, hey, settle down. You got to worry about yourself. So he was fired up for Nick, and Nick is just 
laser beam focus. Nobody gets in, in between him and his goal. It's tunnel vision. Uh, it's just an incredible amount of intensity uh, from the minute he wakes up to the, the minute the first whistle goes on. So they're two totally different guys. I know they were super confident, which made me super confident, but the people out there listening know I'm a little, I get a little bit nervous. There's a lot of anxiety. I don't want anything to go right. I try to stick to a, a plan that we put in place. Uh, I think our staff did an incredible job, especially the day of the finals, because you got to weigh in at 9 in the morning and you got till 7 o'clock at night. So I think our staff did a great job. We brought them over to the arena at 2 o'clock. You could tell in their warm-up uh, they were ready to go. They were anxious. They were fired up. We had a social with over 200 fans. We went and spoke at We let those guys speak for a couple seconds. And they both told the, told the crowd, listen, we're going to have two national champions here in about five hours. So they were fired up. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I just wanted to make sure we were, <laughs> nothing went wrong. So I'm a little bit nervous. I try to stay away, uh, stay away from them as much as possible. I don't want them to see that. But uh, once that first whistle goes, it, it's, uh, it's go tight. And those guys, they were prepared. They were prepared. It had nothing to do just being prepared for, for that Saturday night. That happened about a month and a half out all the way before the Big Tens and so look, Rutgers fans were obviously very relieved uh, earlier this offseason to find out that Donnie Pritzlaff is going to be back next year after having opportunities mm-hmm. to possibly leave and run his own program. And I think everyone agrees in you know, Rutgers Nation that if, if and when he eventually moves on, he would build a successful program wherever it is. But how excited are you to how excited are you to have Donnie back next year for what he brings to the program? You know, off the mat in terms of recruiting, and of course on the mat working with all the wrestlers. Well, first of all, I'm, Donnie and I are super, super close. We have a great relationship. It's nothing I, I could have ever imagined when we hired him. It's it's more than that. It's so it's so incredibly great. Uh, he's just a great person. Comes from a great family. His wife is, is a special person. That whole family is just incredible. Mom and dad are just really, really big fans. The guy's a legend in New Jersey. He's the best coach in college wrestling. I truly, truly believe that. Uh, he has a huge, obviously, and our fans know, Donnie Pritzloff has a huge stake in this program. Uh, I don't think anybody treats me better than him just because I'm the head coach. It's not like that. Uh, we have a, uh, an understanding. There's things he does really, really well. There's things I do really, really well. We bounce. We, we just have a really good situation, including John Lee and Arnish, you know, you add him in there. It's a hard thing to do to find that, and it took me a long time to find what we finally have now, so to get him back uh, was incredible. We understand every time there's an opening, they're going to come after Donnie Pritzloff, and and that's just the way it is when you have the best of business. You know, again, this is his program, just like it's my program, and that's the way we feel, that's the way we work. but it was nerve-wracking. There's no question about it. There was no nerve-wracking. And there was a point there where I'd be asking a lot of tough questions, you know, to try to keep him to stay, get him to stay. And uh, it worked out, and I don't think he really will ever leave here. That's just my opinion. I think he loves it here, and I know how much he means to the state. So, um, yeah, we're, we're fortunate. We're certainly fortunate. So, you know, looking at next year, Nick will be back, Christian Colucci, Jordan Pagano was granted a six-year of eligibility as well. From not only those three, but really all the guys coming back, you know, Stephen Glass now uh, and many others, who are you looking to have a big summer? Who is someone that you think can really take that next step this offseason and, of course, into next year? Honestly, everybody, man, we have to get better. You have to get better. You cannot stand still and, and rely on all those points, really, that Anthony, John Van Bril, Gravina scored over the years because they're not there. So... 
everybody's got to get better. Nick Soriano has to get better. That's just the way it is. That's the way the sport is. It's always evolving. And that's our mindset. It's not, now, if you ask me to pin down a couple guys, I'm super excited about all those guys who redshirted. Billy James or Nick Aguilar, Malcolm Robinson, Kyle Whitener, all those guys. You know, I'm excited for them to finally get in the lineup and be the guys, if they're the guy. But they have to get better. They have to compete every single day. This room, the bar's been set so high now. There's so much competition within the walls of that wrestling room. And, and uh, so that's, I'm looking at everybody. You have to take a jump. And if you're not taking a jump, you're getting worse. And that's the way we're looking at it. And, and these guys know that. They know that. Coach, a couple more before I let you go. You know, expectations next season. Obviously, they're going to be very high, as they should be, and I think as you would want them to be. You know, we talked before last year, and you mentioned a top 10, a national championship. Well, you finished top 10. You had two national champions. I'm not going to ask what your expectations are for next year. We can discuss that, uh, you know, in the coming months. Uh, But knowing that they will be high no matter what, how do you prepare the guys returning next year to kind of respond to that hype and to the expectations that will be coming their way? Yeah, well, I think that, no, and I think that starts with our recruiting class. You know, with all the guys we have, we talk about expectations. And why else would you want to come here? And we even bring that up. If if you're not looking to compete at the highest level in the Big Ten, and and if you're not excited about wrestling in front of thousands and thousands of fans, this probably isn't the place for you. And I've said this before. Not everybody wants to go through that. Not everybody wants to wrestle in front of 6,000, 7,000 people. So as good as these guys are, you keep here and just keep them all home. They don't all want to stay home. Because there's a lot of expectations, and with expectations come pressure. And a lot of guys, maybe they're not into that, but the guys that are with us and the guys we have recruited, they're, they're all about it. And that's, uh, I think it starts in the recruiting process. And so they understand there's expectations. They understand they're going to have to perform at a high level. Otherwise, they're going to get left behind. It's too good of a conference. They know that. They knew what they were getting into when they joined up at Rutgers just from being in the Big Ten. So, um, there's expectations. I can tell you now, these freshmen, these young guys are excited about that. We have guys that are going to come on campus in September. We're going to actually probably be here in July taking classes. But they want to wrestle right now. They don't want to red shirt. They want to go right now because they believe they can win right now. So there's going to be, like I said, a lot of competition. It's a great recruiting class coming in. There's a bunch of really good freshmen that are red shirted. So uh, these guys, they know about the expectation. They're excited to be. If somebody wants to be, the next one to win on that big stage at the national tournament. So that has the staff pretty fired up. Last one, Coach, before I let you go. You know, you took over Rutgers Wrestling in 2007. You you left Jackson Memorial to come to the Banks, a place that a lot of people thought coaches in any sport could not win at. You, your staff throughout the years, wrestlers that have obviously come and gone, they've done everything you can over the last, you know, decade and change to really change that narrative. Rutgers Wrestling now has two national champions, you know, a top 10 NCAA tournament finish. Year after year, you know, Rutgers Wrestling ranks towards the top in the country in ticket sales and attendance. How rewarding does it feel to be able to prove all those people wrong that said winning and Rutgers just don't go together? Well, those people kind of motivated me, to be completely honest with you. I was never, I knew this was going to happen one day. I wasn't, I wasn't deterred by the critics. I didn't, I didn't listen to all the haters, so to speak. I just knew we get the right, you know, the right system in line and you get the right people surrounding you, which I certainly have. Uh, this was going to happen. And I, I really, I truly believe it. I wasn't going to get into this unless I thought this could really, really happen. So uh, I, I will say when Nick and Anthony both won, I was super excited and I wanted to kind of give it to some people only because my competitiveness, they 
hold those two individuals, they would never win a And I always remember that. I always remember that. Part of their recruiting process, part of Suriano transferring, there was a lot of people said, you'll never win at Rutgers, you'll never win it. People I'm close to said that. So that, that kind of hurt, and that kind of just motivated us again. It wasn't about me. I was just happy for those guys they won. But at the same time, when you do step back and you think about it, do whatever you want right here on the banks. You can win whatever you want to win right here at Rutgers. And I always believed that. I knew it could happen, and it's happening. So uh, a, a small piece of me, a little part of me, the competitiveness in me, was really fired up to get after some people because of that, uh, because I knew those two guys could win here. Uh, and it's not, I think we have a, a, a lot of great workout partners. I think we have a great RTC, some of the best coaches in the country. So I just knew. And now we're getting this brand new facility. So there's going to be a lot more guys from Rutgers winning at that tournament. So, again, a small piece of me was a little fired up about it. Um, I, I knew this was going to happen. I would have never gotten involved unless I didn't think this program could could really, really win and be successful at a high level. And not for one year. This, this can't be a one-year thing. This is we got to continue this trajectory and continue to get better, like I said, ultimately win trophies at the national tournament. The head coach of Rutgers Wrestling, Scott Cadell. Coach, thanks so much for coming on. I look forward to you know talking to you uh, before the start of next season. And thank you again. And once again, congratulations, of course, on all the accomplishments that the program you know received this past season that you received. And you know, I know all of Rutgers Nation looks forward to see what this program can do. Like you said, not only this year, but obviously years to come. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate you having me. I really do. I want to thank Coach Cadell for coming on the podcast. And one thing I got from it was that. From here on out, consistency is the goal. And by that, I mean consistently finishing in the top 10, trying to consistently have at least one national champion. You know, this season was amazing. Two national champions, first top 10 finish, first two national champions, you know, as I just said. But you don't want this to be a one season thing. This needs to be a two year thing, a three year thing, a four year thing, five, and so on and so forth. Rutgers wrestling is at a place now where it should be competing not only to get into the top 10, but to get into the top five and then to get on the podium and get into the top four. That's the goal going forward with what Scott Goodell has built here at Rutgers and what they've accomplished last season and the really the outlook of the program going forward. There's no reason that this team, that this program can't be at a place where they consistently finish high in the top 10, not just ninth, not just 10th, high in the top 10. And they can't get to a place where they consistently have at least one national champion because that's the expectation now at Rutgers. And I know Scott Cadell wouldn't want to have it any other way. He has a, he has high expectations. The fans are going to have high expectations. And I know every single wrestler on that team, from what Nick Suriano and Anthony Ashnall did last season, every single wrestler coming back and every single wrestler that will be Scarlet Knights down the road, they're going to have expectations to do exactly what Nick Suriano and Anthony Ashnault just did.